Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is episode number 91, and today is going to be a Real Life Stories with Brittany Smith. It's a powerful story. Hey, we are getting so close to the 100th episode, and I've been talking about we're going to take these next 10 episodes to jam-pack them full of real-life powerful stories. We are getting ready in this area at Grace Point, the church that I pastor in Southern Missouri here. We have a conference coming up called the No Price Tag Conference. It's a youth conference that's geared towards purity and teaching kids to just have a passion for Jesus, to find their identity in Him and live for Him. And so it's really good. You can check it out on social media. Just Google it or search it out. No price tag conference. And it's really, really cool. And so within the framework of that conference, there's some great speakers that are going to be at the conference. And so we have them lined up now to share their stories with us here on the Grace Point Daily Podcast. And Brittany Smith is going to want, is the one that's going to be sharing today. So we exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. As always, we encourage you to like, share, and subscribe to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. So now let's welcome to the Grace Point Daily Podcast, Brittany Smith. Brittany Smith, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's so glad to have you. You clearly have a story that God wants uh, other God wants other people to hear, and I'm excited to have you share it with us today. So, for full disclosure, uh, we have a I have a great relationship with you. You actually were my former youth pastor and a part of the last church that I pastored back in Utah. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> and I've just been getting all sentimental here on the last two episodes of the Grace Point Daily, uh, episode number 90. We had first-time author Kim Darnell of Ready to Give an Answer. She was in my youth group, and she's about your age now, I think, anyway. And then you're my youth pastor, and so I'm feeling very sentimental, and I'm feeling <laughs> old all at the same time. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> but that's what happens. They're getting older. But it, it, it does. doesn't seem as bad, you know? I mean, you're 31 yeah. going on 32. I just turned 40. So we're, we're you know, close. Yeah, we are. That's not that bad. I'm not a decade. Right, right. You know, so anyway, there you go. So we're going to dive into your story today. You're going to be sharing and being a part of the No Price Tag team and conference that is coming up August 15th to the 17th here at Grace Point, Southern Missouri. And for those of you that listen to this podcast and you're like, what is that? I want to check that out. Well, go check out the social media. There's a website. You can see what that conference is, No Price Tag Conference. You can check out some of the services and things happening live. Uh, and also, you can just see what the conference is. Maybe it's something you want to bring to your area. But obviously, Brittany, you are going to be a part of that. Before we dive into your specific story, let's just kind of tell the audience generally where you're at right now in life and give a quick bio of who you are. Yeah. So, like you said, my name is Brittany Smith. I am 30 years old, and I've been married um, to my high school sweetheart for, it'll be 11 years tomorrow, actually. Um, and we have a seven and a half year old little boy named Jaden. Um, and let's see what else. Um, my husband is a rock star. Yep. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's a musician and, um, all things music. So we have definitely lived the music life currently. I'm actually sitting in the next room as they're setting up for sound check and they're going to, they have a show tonight in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So that's what we're doing. And, um, yeah, we just, we love life. We love Jesus. And, um, here pretty soon we're gonna, um, make it a little bit more permanent. So we'll be living <laughs> on the road doing, yeah. doing music and doing life. So, 
So jealous yeah, of you guys live no, that nomadic <laughs> rock star Jesus life. You're one of these kind of eccentric families too, that you have like turtles and ducks and we, we do. We don't have any like ducks that. anymore. Oh, you got rid of the ducks. <laughs> well, we didn't necessarily get rid of the ducks. They just, they went on to a better life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, praise God. Uh, well, let's let's dive into your story uh, from the beginning. You definitely connect yeah. with my wife, Pastor Rachel, but tell us about the beginnings of your journey and your story. Yeah, so um, I um, have definitely been blessed um, to have, um, I've lived my entire life with Jesus. Jesus has kept me from a lot of stuff. Um, I have, I've grown up in church all my life, um, ever since I was literally a baby. Um, my parents um, decided that they wanted to raise me up in church, and so they did. Um, and I, so I grew up in a um, God-fearing Christian home, Holy Spirit, just the whole, the whole thing. And it's, um, I have been blessed, and I couldn't, I don't want it any other way. I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Um, but even at, through my teenage years and my um, uh, late teens and early 20s, all through my 20s till now, I mean, I've I've definitely lived with Jesus the whole time. And, you know, it's been, I've had my ups and downs and, you know, I've had good seasons and hard seasons, but, mm-hmm. um, but I've been with Jesus through them all, or he's been with me through them all. So yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. the story, you know, for me personally, as a pastor, it's the story that I wish we all could share. I didn't have that story growing up in a Christian home, got saved as a senior in high school, going to college, but man, I wish uh, everyone could just grow up knowing Jesus. That's, that's, I believe, even believe God's intention and desire for everyone. But talk to me a little bit about some of those first moments or the first memorable moments you had of Jesus, not just, not just of church necessarily, but when Jesus started to become real in your life and you began to cultivate that, that kind of real relationship with you, if you will, with him. Yeah. Um, so whenever I was, um, a young teenager, um, my mom was actually our youth, my, our youth pastor. And, um, I had a group of friends who we all, um, didn't really want the, what life, you know, what the world had to offer. We wanted, we saw, um, just within our parents and just within our church, you know, we saw who Jesus was and, um, you know, what he could do and, you know, what, what life was like with Jesus. And that's what we wanted. And so we, um, you know, and for myself, like, you know, I, I saw that and that, and we, so collectively we did, I mean, it was a, you know, it was a group and then, you know, obviously then we went off and had, you know, had our own lives and stuff, but um, we just, we, we sought Jesus and um, our youth group and on Friday nights would um, meet at our church and in our sanctuary and we would have prayer meetings, um, you know, sometimes all through the night um, and, you know, we would pray together, we would pray separately, and it was just, um, you know, it was collective. But that's when really Jesus really began to um, reveal himself to me personally. Um, but it was really cool because it was all of it, you know, it was kind of all of us had, you know, different experiences at the same time. So it was awesome because we could, you know, talk about those experiences together. But um, that, those would be definitely the beginning stages of my own personal relationship with Christ. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the um, a lot of those, a lot of those moments and stuff became foundations in my life. And just to, to be able to, that I could go back to, um, in my twenties and stuff and just remember like, okay, yes, this is what I need to do. You know, I need to, um, dive in and read my Bible more and pray. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
One of the interesting things that you bring up, and I'm kind of connecting the dots between the last podcast we did with uh, Kim Darnell, first time author, and um, a girl that was in my youth group. And one of the things that you bring up is just that value and that importance of being in the church and the community and how that kind of just sustains us and helps us through the journey of life. For me as a pastor, obviously, I have to stand up on a stage every single week and be like, go to church, go to church, go to church, go to church. But there's something deeper and more powerful. It's about engaging with God and with each other and walking through the seasons and the phases of life. It's what we're designed to do. And when we do that, we can do it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, sometimes a lot of times we just um, with going to church and stuff, it just becomes, re, you know, routine and kind of like a religious activity where we just kind of check it off our list. But, you know, it's really um, it's really something that to myself as well as my my family and we 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 really make it a priority in our life because um, it, it is such a great foundation to to have, because even even when. You, you know, sometimes, I mean, there's times where you wake up on a Sunday morning and you don't feel like going to church, but I guarantee you that it will, it'll change your life when you do, you know, when you make that commitment and you, and you're, and you're, and you're loyal to it. Because I tell you, like, if there's, if there is a Sunday where I miss, like my whole week is off <laughs> and I can't, you know, and it, you know, the, the rest of the week is a struggle, it seems like. But um, yeah, but make, going to church is, is more than just going to a church building, but it's fellowshipping with other like-minded believers. And as well as, you know, our lives are busy, you know, we get busy all the time and it's, you know, a couple hours where you can definitely set aside to, um, to let, you know, for Jesus to really love on you and just to, just to get to know him more and just to worship him. Um, and, um, you know, come expecting, come expecting God to do something great in your life. Yeah. And, I mean, I love, we're doing a podcast right now, uh, YouTube. I mean, we live in a, in a great time and season in humanity, I think, with all the technology and, you know, things, connection points, apps, you know, we can read the Bible, uh, hear the Bible, be encouraged through podcast, all this kind of stuff, but it still just doesn't replace that reality that we need yeah. to be with the community of believers. We need to go to church. So where yeah. if you're listening today, you don't have a home church, you don't have a community, get get in that. I encourage, strongly encourage you. Secondly, I guess yeah. not secondly, but let's go back to when you were a teenager. You're growing up yeah. in the Lord. You're growing up in the church. You're knowing God. You're starting to have encounters with him. And those teenage years become a real formidable part of your spiritual journey. But as a teenager, yeah. what did you find your greatest struggle was? I mean, I think of all the things that I wrestled with as a teenager, alcohol, partying, girls, sex. I think of what teenagers today are wrestling with, uh, drugs, alcohol, sex, identity. What what did you find your biggest struggle being as a teenager? Yeah. So um, my biggest struggle um, as a teenager was my, my boyfriend, my, um, my relationship um, and all that comes with that. Um, relationship struggles, sex, I mean, just all of it. I mean, I was, I met, he's now my husband, but I, but we started dating when I, we were freshmen in high school, um, which actually put me at, cause I was the youngest in my class. Um, so that actually put me at 13 years old and he was 14. So we were very, very young um, when we started dating. And I mean, I, I guess you could call it dating. I don't know what you want to call it. I think we called it back right. then. We, we called it going out with each other, you yeah. know? <laughs> yep. Um, but, and so I, my, my biggest struggle now that I'm, you know, definitely older 
and I can like look back on all that time was, um, is I didn't know who I was. I didn't know, you know, I didn't have an identity in Christ because my identity became, because I, w- I was a naive um, 13 year old church girl who, you know, who didn't really know much of anything. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, my identity, identity quickly became um, in my boyfriend um, all throughout high school, even though, I mean, Jesus still, you know, did things in my life and I still had experiences with God. Um, as well, you know, as well as my boyfriend at the time, you know, he did too. We were both having ex- experiences with God and time with God and our relationship with God was just growing, but on the side, we were still sleeping together. Um, and that was not good, obviously, yeah. <laughs> especially with, yeah, as a teenager. Yeah. Um, but you know, my, so my identity still was in my boyfriend instead of having, you know, instead of it being in Christ. And then, you know, my identity became, um, in my fiance and then my identity became my husband yeah. and it wasn't into, um, several years into my, into our marriage where I really actually started to, to, uh, discover what my identity in Christ is and who I was in Christ. Hmm. Um, and you know, when you talk about dating and stuff, um, we've kind of had conversations like this before, yep. but, um, especially when I was, you know, with the youth pastor, as your youth pastor and stuff, yep. we talked about dating a lot. You know, and I, I, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm against dating, but I would say is that with dating, um, make sure you know who you are first and, and make sure that you have a relationship with God first and you, your identity is in Christ rather than it being in some, you know, some boy, some guy, you know, even some, you know, a man just be, you know, because just because you can still be 30 years old and not know who you are right. and have an identity, yep. Yep. um, and that, so that's what, that's what I would say is just make sure that, you know, you know, have a relationship with Christ and know who you're, know who you are, know yeah. your identity. And it's, man, I just clicked over to 40 this year and I finally <laughs> feel like I'm discovering who I am. I feel like I'm more, I'm more comfortable with who I am for me right. in, in terms of my world, like preaching, yeah. who uh, my quirks, my personality, you know, I've come to the point where like those things aren't bad. They're who I am and they make who mm-hmm. I am great. And I want to cultivate those things now rather than just trying yeah. to keep, keep searching to be something else or someone else. I just want to be me and who I am in Christ. Right. And, and that's hard to do. Cause like, for example, I know I'm picking on Kim Darnell. Hope she li- listens to this podcast <laughs> as well. But for her, it was really funny as a, a teenager in my youth group, she had this boyfriend the whole time I was there. Right. It's like, we're getting married. We're going to do serve Jesus together. I'm literally, you know, for several years in in high school dating years, that's like forever. Right. Right, uh, and uh, it's like you're married, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> guess what happened? You know, they graduate, and I could see it. I could see it as a youth pastor. I'm like, this, this is not it. This is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful because you don't always know. But I right. really thought like this is not going to happen. And sure enough, you know, they break up and break apart, and that became a huge insecurity and a huge yeah. issue she had to walk through because she had put so much stock. She had put so much of her identity and herself in that relationship. And now it's gone. And where do you go with that? And so, um, again, I guess, you know, dating, I will, in my home, I have certain opinions and et cetera, et cetera. My wife's probably being the strongest, uh, but (laughs) it, again, it's just about your identity in Christ. So, you know, that was your struggle as a high schooler, uh, wrestling with that. And talk to me about as now you're getting towards kind of graduating and moving on to that next season or that next phase of life, being a young person. 
Yeah. So again, um, <laughs> and it's funny that you said that story about, about Kim, because it is true because you, you know, whenever we graduated high school and we went into um, college, um, he went into the music program and I went into, into a nursing program. So our, you know, we were literally on two separate ends of the, you know, same college, but mm-hmm. just two separate ends. <laughs> and, um, to be honest, like we didn't really like each other. <laughs> and I think it became to where we were, you know, in this relationship because of our, of our past and our history and just with everything. And it kind of became more of, um, you know, it's, it's Brittany and Isaac, like that's, that's what it was. Um, and you know, that's who we were <laughs> because that's where our, our identities were. Yeah. And, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't, it wasn't the best. Um, but anyways, and then let's see, you know, and then we, and then we came to a point in our relationship where it was either, it was basically either we need to get married or we need to, you know, break it off, you know, and see what happens. But, and we got married instead um, of breaking it off, which, which is good. And it's a blessing. And I love him so much. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a great relationship, but at the same time, like we went through a lot of struggles, you know, because of that, because, you know, our, our identities weren't found in Christ in the, in the early stages, in the very beginning. Um, but yeah. And so it's just kind of been, you know, and it's, it's been a lot of learning moments ever since then, you know, and things still aren't perfect and it's never going to be perfect. I'm not looking for perfection or anything, but you know, we still struggle and we still have, um, you know, things that we, that we have to deal with and that we have to go through. Yeah. In that process, did you have a dream? Did you have a goal? Did you have a direction? Did you have a definitive, uh, calling from God as you're, as you were in that season of life? Um, myself or myself, not really, um, for myself, I think I've always felt in my heart that, um, that I am to be a, a wife and a mom and I am currently living that right now, which is awesome. We've kind of made the decision to where, um, I'm not working full time anymore. And my focus is on, um, you know, being a wife and being a mom and, um, raising, raising up a, um, our little man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was, that was definitely mine. And then, you know, as, and then Isaac's was definitely, he's called to music and just being in music. So, um, but with that, you know, with his calling and being in music and, 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 and bands and recording, I mean, he does so much with music. Um, that also has to be kind of being married to him. Like I have to also, you know, that kind of has to be mine too. Not, it is mine because I want that, you know, I want that for him and I want that for us. And it's kind of, it's a, it's a family thing. It's not just a him thing. Um, so definitely music is our, is our calling (laughs) all the way around. Yeah. And that has been going on since, since high school, college, and up to this day. Correct. Yes. Yep. There was only a short time where, um, we weren't doing music and, and that was like, (laughs) um, right before we, um, right before my husband joined the military. Um, he's, you know, I mean, if you've heard, I think he talked about this on his, he had a podcast just a, I don't know, a while ago, um, but he kind of talked about his testimony and stuff and he, he laid music down for just a short while because he, you know, wanted to make sure that those were the dreams that God placed within him. And, and sure, sure enough, it was probably, it was less than a year, you know, then he, then he became a worship leader at our church in England and where I as well helped him, you know, lead worship and stuff. So yeah, music has been it. (laughs) I know we have a diverse audience, but one thing I do know is that we do have 
women or ladies that listen to this podcast that are married. Tell me about what has yeah. your, been your biggest struggle as in marriage, as, as Christians, both being Christians in marriage, some struggles oh, or um, don't necessarily have to share all your deep, dark secrets, but <laughs> some of the struggles that you fan, found trying to follow Jesus and being married people. Well, I mean, to be honest, our, my biggest struggle or our biggest struggle um, just goes back to what I was talking about earlier about how young we were when we started dating. Um, because our relationship really became, um, there for, um, especially in the beginning stages, it was almost, I know this is kind of weird to say, but it was almost like a brother sister relationship because we had basically grown up together. And so just finding and, and defining those, um, I guess those lines and those bound, I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but just defining those, um, those lines and, and really, you know, taking back and looking at um, our life and just our marriage and, and what we want, you know, out of out of life and out of marriage. And, you know, I think up until, like I said, I kind of touched on it a little bit, but, you know, up until recently, like we were kind of almost living two separate lives um, because I've always supported him in his in his music endeavors and everything that he's doing with music. But I kind of on the side was kind of doing my own thing as far as like working a full-time job and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and we really, within this last, um, it's probably six months, maybe, maybe longer than that. Yeah. It's probably, well, yeah, probably the last eight months or so we really like sat down and was like, okay, you know, we need to, we need to change some things, you know, within our, within, you know, with our, with our life and with the way things are going in our direction and stuff. And, you know, traveling as a family um, with music is something that we've talked about since we since we were in high school. And that's a dream that we've both always had. Um, and so it was kind of, and it was we just knew that it was time for us to start pursuing that and to start taking steps towards that instead of instead of um, just hoping that it's going to happen one day, like, you know, taking steps to making that happen um, together and doing it together. Yeah. I don't know if this directly connects with you, but I've shared this before. I was talking about uh, when I got married to my wife is that uh, I wasn't really, well, yeah, I wasn't saved. Uh, I got saved and she's, she was someone who grew up in the church her entire life. And so she was really a lot more mature in her faith walk with Christ and the Jesus journey, if you will. Not long after that, we started dating and then we get married. And, you know, I had to come to this place where I had to learn to become the spiritual leader in our home. Yeah. And I had to grow and I had to take that position uh, and it had to go from kind of like, okay, again, and not being uh, manly or misogynistic or anything like that, but to assume my role and my place as the male leader uh, in, in the context of our home spiritually. Uh, and that was a process, you know, for us to, I, I found that to be a struggle. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, so Isaac was part of, um, my husband was part of our, our little group growing up and stuff in our, in our little youth group. So, which was amazing because, you know, we, we did get to go through those early, you know, those earlier times together. Um, and, and really, um, you know, when, when we got married, um, it was kind of like one of the, it was one of those weddings where it was, uh, you know, two youth group kids who had grown up in, in, in youth group together. And, um, you know, everybody, I guess kind of our struggle was, is everybody thought we were good, you know? And so everybody was like, oh yeah, you know, Brittany and Isaac, they're great. You know, but then when we got married, we, we really quickly found out that uh, it, 
it wasn't as great as you know as as maybe like our um as we thought it was going to be you know we weren't we weren't spiritually there or uh spiritually stable and um to where we needed to be and so that was kind of that was a struggle for a little while um again and then you saw the identity in there um not having your identity in it, and it, it did it became a mess and so it's kind of been um and i would say that you know with see we've been married for 10 years and it's just been we've just been continually growing in that you know and in, in our in our spiritual walk with christ both of us um and together so and that's awesome. And man, it just we all have different experiences and encounters re- relating to that and being followers of Jesus and trying to be married. It's not easy. And it's yeah. one of those things in our world that I, I think it's just perpetually becoming more and more difficult, whether it be growing up in Jesus, whether it's being married and trying to follow Jesus. And then thirdly, I want to touch on this as being a mother now, a Christian mom, you yourself, what is that like? What, what have you found the struggles to be as a Father of Jesus, now being a mother, trying to teach a little soul, a little man to follow Jesus as well. <laughs> um, man, it is um, definitely one of the hardest jobs that I've ever had. <laughs> um, being a mom and a Christian mom is, is um, I, it's one of the most rewarding, but yet hardest, um, because you have this little person who's looking up to you and who, who's following you. And so, you know, it, it's kind of, um, it's, it, it's kind of one of those things where you don't want to necessarily feel like you have to be perfect, you know, and everything, but at the same time, like you, you definitely need to show Christ, um, Again, what I touched on earlier is um, part of the reason why, you know, we're kind of doing this whole um, life change and life direction is because um, I began to notice that um, my lack of presence at home for my son was really starting to affect him. And um, and I knew and the Lord had just been kind of, or started, you know, tugging on my heart and I started, started tugging on my heart. And I just knew that. Um, it was time for me to come home and, you know, and to, and to foster him, you know, to foster that spirit and just, you know, really just, um, give my, you know, give my all to, you know, to Jaden, to my little boy and, um, and just help him through life because he's just, he's so, he's so, um, young and so sensitive to the spirit. You know, I want to, I want him to, um, you know, explore that and, and just yep. be, and be in an environment where he <laughs> can explore that, yeah. um, you know, and so, yeah, so that's, so I'm kind of, I kind of feel like I'm in the, kind of in the beginning stages of this and, um, you know, when they're little and when they're young, um, he definitely, when we were, when he was little, I mean, and I'm, I know, you know, this, that he would just, he was all over the church. I mean, he was definitely the church baby <laughs> who just ran all over the church whenever we were there. Um, and, uh, so he's grown up in church, you know, but I want yeah. him to really understand and to, um, you know, he's, you know, he, he tells me now every once in a while, he'll, he'll tell me, you know, oh, I know Jesus and, you know, and he'll talk about <laughs> Jesus and he'll talk about, you know, how he lives in his heart and all of this stuff. And it's, it's just awesome. And I just want him to, you know, experience God for himself, yep. you know, not just, not just, you know, no, yeah, we go to church every Sunday and yeah, mommy and daddy love Jesus and, you know, and, and I know Jesus, but you know, right. I really want him to experience it. And at a young age too. I mean, right. Yes. 
because now, you know, at this age, like it doesn't matter your age when it comes to following Christ. Yeah. Like God can use you, um, no matter what age you are. And it's, and it's, it's been awesome to see, um, the hand of God on his life already, even when he was, you know, a baby and stuff. And I just want, you know, to be able to, to help that and to foster that. Yeah. And you being a youth pastor, you would understand this very, very well. And I hate to go here, but I do Uh because it's absolutely true. Being a youth pastor, it's amazing. I've seen student after student after student whose parents are by definition Christian, but they have made God secondary in their home. And when that happens, the Mm -hmm. probable outcome will be your child putting God secondary in their life and most likely not following Jesus. It is true. Yeah, definitely. Um, Because, you know, what they, because it's it's almost like they don't, they don't see, I don't know. It's like, it's like they, 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 they see two sides of it. They see both sides of it, you know, and, um, and it's not whenever, whenever Christ is not really in your home, um, they really, they tend to go towards more of that. And they're like, yeah, this isn't, you know, this is, this is not what they say it is, you know, or what I hear about at church and from others, because this is what I'm seeing in my home. So, I mean, definitely Christ in your home is, is, is key when it comes to um, teenagers growing up and, and following and following God when they're older. Yep. Amen. Well, I want to, uh, finish off by talking about this and ask this of the day at this point in life, what do you kind of feel like your journey? Oh, and we actually lost her. Sorry about that. Uh, guys, those of you that are listening, we have been going through, um, a slight technical difficulty, but anyway, uh, what a powerful story by Brittany Smith, a real story talking about how she really served Jesus in the midst of it all. And that's my challenge to number one, you is that you can do it. You can live for Jesus. You can live through the obstacles and the struggles and the faith things that are happening in in this faith walk in this journey with Christ. You can do it. And secondly, if you're a parent, you have children, grandchildren, they can do it. They don't have to submit. They don't have to be like this world. They can follow Jesus, but we got to be there too as well. We got to help them through the process. We have to encourage them. We have to lift them up. So man, Brittany, thank you so much for being a part of the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I hope uh, that you were encouraged by her story, her words, and the things that she has gone through as a follower of Christ. You guys have been awesome. Please like, share, and subscribe to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. We have some awesome stories and content coming up. So we will talk to you guys next time.